Welcome to Living Life. May the Lord bless you as you walk with Him today. Have you heard of a broken window theory? Uh, basically, it goes like this. Uh, if there is a, a storefront and, uh, and a block, and then there is a little a window that's broken, and if you don't pay attention, and then it could lead to more things being broken. Because unless you pay attention right away, it may uh, create and invite and others thinking that, oh, nobody works here, lives here, and then begin to uh, do more things to uh, destroy. And then it could invite a lot more uh, things, uh, negative things can happen. Well, uh, New York City and Mayor uh, Giuliani, uh, many years ago, and then pay attention to especially small things and that were uh, broken. And before the community uh, experienced major breakdown, um, paying attention to deal with small things, small issues, uh, so that uh, the community will be well kept and not take steps into uh, being destroyed. Well, today we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, little Foxes destroy vineyard. And then what happened, you know, that people do not know about and take responsibility can lead to many more things affecting the community. Let's think about it together. Deuteronomy chapter 21, verses 1 through 14. If someone is found slain, lying in a field in the land the Lord your God is giving you to possess, and it is not known who the killer was, your elders and judges shall go out and measure the distance from the body to the neighboring towns. Then the elders of the town nearest the body shall take a heifer that has never been worked and has never worn a yoke, and lead it down to a valley that has not been plowed or planted, and where there is a flowing stream. There in the valley they are to break the heifer's neck. The Levitical priests shall step forward, for the Lord your God has chosen them to minister and to pronounce blessings in the name of the Lord, and to decide all cases of dispute and assault. Then all the elders of the town nearest the body shall wash their hands over the heifer, whose neck was broken in the valley, and they shall declare, Our hands did not shed this blood, nor did our eyes see it done. Accept this atonement for your people Israel, whom you have redeemed, Lord, and do not hold your people guilty of the blood of an innocent person. Then the bloodshed will be atoned for, and you will have purged from yourselves the guilt of shedding innocent blood, since you have done what is right in the eyes of the Lord. When you go to war against your enemies, and the Lord your God delivers them into your hands, and you take captives, if you notice among the captives a beautiful woman and are attracted to her, you may take her as your wife. 
Bring her into your home and have her shave her head, trim her nails, and put aside the clothes she was wearing when captured. After she has lived in your house and mourned her father and mother for a full month, then you may go to her and be her husband, and she shall be your wife. If you are not pleased with her, let her go wherever she wishes. You must not sell her or treat her as a slave, since you have dishonored her. Today's passage speaks about a mysterious murder that took place. And then nobody knows it, but there's somebody that's killed and then lying on the street. And then what do you do? Uh, people could say, I didn't do it. We didn't do it. I don't know what happened. Well, you and I, we live in a broken and fallen world. And there are some things that you and I experience because of our sin, my sin, or other people's sin. But, but here we see, we don't know. Yes, somebody has sinned, but we do not know what happened. But what do we do? Do we just say, oh, I didn't do it. It's not my problem. No. As a community here, uh, they needed to deal with it, respond to it, so that it will not invite more of these kind of things that will bring about pollution and that will bring about you know, something that's ungodly and unholy in the midst of the community. And this is what the scripture uh, teaches them to do. The leaders, community leaders, the elders need to take responsibility. They will see uh, what is the community that is closest to uh, where the slain body is. And then after that, the leaders and come together and then what they do is they find and they get a, a heifer, a female cow. And that was not uh, just a, uh, you know, the used to work or give birth to a calf and then and take this uh, heifer to a valley. And then there they break uh, the heifer's neck and then kill it. And then they do have uh, some sort of a sacrifice or a ceremony here. Uh, some people say, oh, is it, you know, reenactment of what happened? Uh, perhaps. But is it uh, making a substitute or sacrifice? Perhaps. I don't know fully well. But then, and then as they are taking this heifer and then killing, not as a sacrifice offering, but, but killing in uh, this uh, uncommon way. And then especially this heifer that's used to uh, make an atonement for a murder. And then here we see uh, that this is something that's important and something that needs to uh, be uh, attentive and something that needed to pay attention. You know, as uh, these leaders and elders are doing it and the priests are there and priests and who God appointed and to lead people in worship and they serve in worshiping people making sacrifices and then there are also people that give pronouncement of blessing and that the sacrifice has been accepted and then they also uh, to regulate and see 
whether the you know, sacrifice is acceptable or whether things are right and they pronounce a judgment upon things. And then these people are there, present together, and then seeing that this you know, mysterious death that took place is a serious thing that need to be addressed. And then in the midst of uh, the priest and then after the killing, and the elders washed their hands and said, it's not our doing. And then it's, you know, something that we didn't do and then wash in their hands, declaring their innocence. And then, you know, the priest pronounced some sort of declaration over there. You know, as I was thinking about this, I couldn't help but to think, it's important that our leaders at take notice of small sins that affect the community, that we need to uh, be responsible before God, and that we need to come and bring those situations, sometimes hurt relationships, words, or difficult things that may have happened, or attack, or whatever it may be. But as we come before God, bringing those concerns, we know that we have the blood of Jesus that covers not just our sins, but so many. And then we could come and ask the Lord's covering forgiveness. And then and asking the Lord to be reminding us to be the community that seek holiness and to seek to make wrong right. And so that we may continue to be people that are seeking the holiness that God desires. And there is something that we could think about from this passage. There are many things, that's mysterious things that happen. But just because we don't know about it, it's not innocent. It's not just justice that's being done. But when it's injustice, when it's wrong that's done, we need to be responsible to even bring them before the Lord and then ask the Lord his mercy, his forgiveness, his grace, so that the community will not be touched by that, but be renewed as holy community, people that belong to God. Many of you are leaders of a community, in a family, at church. I hope that you are not a leader that let little things happen, that end up polluting, destroying, and then weakening the community of God's people. I hope that you are a leader that addressed the sin, hurts, and then issues that's affecting people before God and together and so that they and your community will become more holy and more righteous and so that the community will be built up stronger, reflecting God's truth and his glory. Lord, we thank you for your word today. Help us to be people the leaders that lead others toward the life of holiness as we 
practice, our discipline watching over and also dealing with the issues that arise amongst us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh uh-huh.